I, I just like to have fun, man. I'm at my I'm at my best when I'm just having fun, uh, going out there. Don't you know force the game into myself. Just go out there and just let the game come to me. And once I do that, I mean I'm a force to be reckoned with. I believe being able to practice, you know, see how Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, how they practice, and uh, I just can't wait to go back out there, and, you know, put them pads on this time. What's up, Vikings fans? Welcome to episode number 103 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Pack up your gear. We are going camping, is what producer Jay Nelson calls the name of this episode. The Vikings training camp is very, very close. Less than a week away to the TCO Performance Center will be packed with Vikings fans for the first time in a long time. I know all of us here at the Vikings Entertainment Network are super excited for that. So with that, I bring in our crew for today. It's Vikings.com's Gabe Henderson, Tatum Everett, and producer Jay Nelson. I'll kick it off to Gabe, who went away for a little vacation, and now he's back and ready to go for Vikings training camp. What's going on, man? Man, I'm feeling amazing, bro. Um, Went to Chicago, went to Mexico, and in Mexico, I purposely left my phone back in Chicago so I can just disconnect. And it was probably the best decision I could have ever made. So, like, I'm I'm rejuvenated. I'm energized. I'm so excited for camp. It's crazy. We were talking off camera. We're talking off air. And we were saying, like, it's crazy to think that we're less than a week away from training camp. Like, I remember when we were like, hey, we're 72 days away from training camp, 65. Like, so the fact that it's coming down the drain here and we're we're starting to, I guess, feel like it's football season again. I was walking at the TCO Performance Center on Tuesday and I just took a picture because those guys, I guess the turf crew, they were painting lines, painting the grids, painting the numbers. And I was like, like, dude, it's, it feels like football season now. Like you can you can smell the paint out there. So I'm excited, excited to be back. Um, nobody had as good of a vacation as Corso, um, but Mexico will do. Yeah, I had a, a little wedding and, and a little Aruba honeymoon <laughs> was pretty nice. But I, I don't know. I think Mexico might be up there with that. But um, we have a jam-packed show today. We have a player back on the Minnesota Vikings podcast is one of the newest members of the Vikings roster, Amir Smith-Marset, a rookie wide receiver from the draft class. I can't wait to talk to him. I know he's one of Gabe's favorite uh, upcoming players on the roster. And for those of you who can't see us in our Zoom chat, Gabe, myself, and Tatum are all wearing our purple shirts. So I have to introduce Tatum back to the show. She did a really good job when you were gone, Gabe. (laughs) She did. Tatum, like, you've had a pretty good vacation, too. I mean, you've been moving, right? Moving, settling in. It's like the I feel like I am vacationing in in Minnesota right now. Um, While you guys were off in the tropical locations, I was just trying to settle in. And as we've talked before, I'm from the South. I've never experienced a winter. So I went out and traded my car in and got a snow car. So I know that's not what y'all call it, but that's what I'm going to call it because now I'm hoping to not be a hazard on the roads this winter. First thing I did when I moved here uh, in 2015, I bought a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I've and I've loved it ever since. So I think that's a very good move. Yeah, I got uh, that all-wheel drive and the heated seats <laughs> because there was no way I was going to not get heated seats. It was a non-negotiable in the process. Jay, you still drive your your Mustang in the wintertime, right? Uh, absolutely not. I am a seasoned Minnesotan. Every vehicle I drive in the winter will be all-wheel drive. <laughs> and uh, the, the question I have for Tatum did you get the next level up and get the heated steering wheel? Cause that is Ooh. the next, ne- that will be your next car. When you get one, 
That'll be the next piece where I dropped the ball on that one and I did not get the remote start, but luckily I park in a garage. So, yeah. you know, baby steps. We're taking baby steps this summer. You're you're already uh, endearing yourself to a lot of Minnesotans. You're already trading in for the all wheel. The next thing next time around, you'll you'll definitely know what to go for. For sure. I'll just have to rely on mittens for now. As you can tell, we are all super excited to be back. We're super excited to hopefully be back in the office all together very soon. Um, so with that. We're getting into the the first topic of this show, and it's going to be our biggest storyline heading into Vikings training camp. As we said, just a week away, we're so excited. So I'm throwing it to Gabe for his number one storyline heading into Vikings training camp. Wow. Wide receiver number three is is big for me. I think the cornerback secondary battle is probably the the biggest storyline that I think is most key heading into training camp. You have, you know, Patrick Peterson, Cameron Dantzler, Bashad Breeland. Um, who knows if Jeff Gladney will be back. There's so, Harrison Hand. All those guys ha- have meaningful playing experience. And, you know, you're we always say you're only as good as your backup. A few of those guys will be backups. But at the same time, it's like, who will rise to the top of the pot? I'm excited to see what those guys are going to do because you, you never know with that position. Like, so many guys – are rotating on defense. We know how Zimmer likes to rotate corners. I forgot to mention Mackenzie Alexander. He's back also. Uh, but we know how Mike Zimmer likes to rotate his corners. And we know Mike Zimmer, I mean, he is a defensive back guru. So who's going to step up to the table and say, hey, this is my job? Of course, during the OTA period, uh, Patrick Peterson, man, one of the corners. And then uh, Mackenzie Alexander was cornerback opposite of Patrick Peterson. But OTAs, minicamp, that means nothing. Once training camp starts, that's when – uh, the the real thing comes into place, and once one on one battles start, once the seven on seven on seven battles start, and then we start getting into the preseason, I feel like that guy will will you know will rise to the top, and we'll, we'll see what what the future looks like at that position. But you gotta go the cornerback position, like that is, I mean, especially after last year, we went from you know what the youngest secondary room now to arguably one of the oldest. So you you have to that that group has to raise your eyebrows. Obviously, the college Liberty University defensive back goes with the cornerback secondary position. But I, I mean, I love it. Look at look at who we added. Like you said in the offseason, you add a ton of veterans. I think that's what we were missing most last season throughout the year in, in a bunch of those big-time games. You're missing a leader like Patrick Peterson. Even Brashad Breeland goes under the radar as a Vikings uh, acquisition later on in free agency. The fact that we have him, I think he's going to be a big part of what we're able to do uh, in that defensive back unit. And obviously, you add Mackenzie Alexander, who's been here before, knows what it takes to be a cornerback in that nickel position in Mike Zimmer's defense. And you add a safety in Xavier Woods, who's shown at uh, in Dallas that he can do it. He knows how to play alongside of Harrison Smith. So I love that as the first uh, topic of discussion. Obviously, it was one where we struggled mightily last year, and it's Coach Zimmer's favorite position on the defense, maybe besides a nice pass rusher. But um, with that, I'm <laughs> going over to Tatum. What is your number one storyline heading into Vikings training camp? Yeah, nice segue there. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do think the defensive line for me is the next most important storyline to follow, especially because last time I spoke about the offensive line. So I'm going to take a little trip to the other side of the trench. But, you know, there were a lot of deficiencies last year in the defensive line play for the Vikings, a team that is always known for having those big guys up front and being able to manhandle. It's, it's a reputation that has been established here in the twin cities. So I'm excited to see 
who steps up with Daniil Hunter. I'm sure tons of Vikings fans are excited to have him back in the fold, but I'm excited to see Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce in the middle there. Um, guys like Steven Weatherly are back. Sheldon Richardson, a new addition who we've seen before here in Minnesota. Um, and then obviously there's exciting guys that they picked up in the draft. I think it's very telling when you look at a team that struggled in a specific area and they go and take multiple draft picks to fill those holes. It's very telling to me, um, especially when you think about Zimmer and his defensive mindset and his defensive background. So Patrick Jones, Janarius Robinson, Jalen Twyman, really looking forward to seeing how they get in there. Look, the more guys you have, the revolving door you have, the fresh legs that you get, the stronger defensive line you can have through all 17 games and a playoff run. I love that. And I love that you kind of pointed out that the Vikings made this a priority in the offseason. We talked to Andre Patterson, the defensive coordinator, earlier in this offseason on this very show. And and what did he say? He said, in free agency, we made sure that we added 600 pounds of Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce to help that run defense. And that was before uh, he they even added a former Viking in the middle in Sheldon Richardson. So uh, I can't even uh, like imagine how much more you can make an emphasis on the fact that you want to bolster this run defense, Gabe. Yeah. And let's not forget about DJ Wanham, right? Like he is a guy that got meaning for reps last year. His first sack came against Deshaun Watson. He gained what about 15 to 20 pounds of muscle this off season, ready for a prime sophomore season in the NFL. I think he adds some solid, I guess, leadership qualities, playing experience, uh, of just understanding what a Zimmer slash um, Andre Patterson defense looks like. The, the the great thing about this defense is that there are so many veterans at so many positions. Last year, we didn't have that. Last year, you had all these young guys trying to make plays and nobody really to, to learn from as far as like guys on the field. Nobody they can like physically see, oh, this is how Daniil did this. Oh, this is how Anthony Barr did this. Now we have that. Now that ups the level of competition and going into training camp, I think the mindset changes for these young guys, understanding that, hey, I got to fast forward my my, my learning process. I got to figure this thing out quickly if I want to, first and foremost, make the team, but secondly, make some plays. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about making the team. I mean, there's look at the competition on this defensive line. You have Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce in the middle with a Sheldon Richardson as a backup, probably a pass rushing kind of guy um, slotting in there. So I think all three of them will be a rotation in the middle. Then you look at the defensive ends. You have Daniil Hunter, DJ Wanham coming back. Uh, Steven Weatherly, who we had in free agency, and then you draft a Janarius Robinson and Patrick Jones the second. I mean, you can go down the list here. There's a lot of players, and we're not even uh, naming guys like Kenny, Kenny Wilkes, um, a guy who was hurt all last season and the Vikings drafted in the previous draft. So there are, it's going to be really hard to come by for reps. Uh, I didn't even mention Armin Watts in the middle of the defensive line. So I, I think, well, just like Mike Zimmer says, you can never have too many defensive linemen, whether it's interior or on the outside rushing the passer. And I think he's right, especially when you see all the injuries um, that we had last season. With that, I go to the man behind the show, and that's Jay Nelson. He's been around this team for about 15 years now. What are you most excited about heading into training camp? I don't know if I'm going to go with the excited about. I am more raising an eyebrow wanting to see what in the heck is going to happen with special teams. Because that has been the giant uh, elephant in the corner of this team for years and years and years. 
fans all have a little bit of uh, PTSD and start twitching whenever you start to see a, a needed field goal hitting at the end of a game, especially in the playoffs. And with the amount of changes that have happened in the offseason, especially with uh, Ryan Ficken being uh, named the special teams coordinator at this point, Dan Bailey's gone. Ryan's in. Uh, we have a couple of place kickers who are trying to find their spot onto this roster. And essentially, you've got a second-year vet in Greg Joseph and rookie Riley Patterson trying to duke it out uh, to earn that place-kicking spot. And then you bring back veteran Britton Colquitt as your punter, but he's kind of you know almost the, the lone guy who's been here for a little bit and has that veteran experience. Uh, the closest guy behind him is Andre DiPaolo, who's a seven-year vet uh, at long snapper. But at the same point, he still had to kind of you know find his way onto this roster last year, and he's battling it out with rookie Turner Bernard. So, with those guys in those key positions, let alone a kick and punt return spot that seems virtually wide open at this point, uh, there's a couple of people that are being kind of eyeballed or at least slotted to to join those positions. With one of them possibly being on the show here today. But for me, I want to see what special teams turns into because it's always a roller coaster for this team. And I'm hoping that they can find a long term solution here for for everybody, including the head coach, not to feel like he's got to worry and pull his hair out at night, wondering if if they're going to have to worry about this position. So for me, special teams and seeing what actually happens here at the end of training camp and who they go with. That's what I want to see uh, solidified during camp. And Jay, like that's that's probably like one of the most exciting things for me to watch like just being in the NFL is special teams because you have all these guys right that that know they're not going to play like let's compare it to college like when a college rookie comes in or a college freshman comes in like when he's trying to make the team it's like okay I can probably make a, a backup X receiver position or be a backup here and try to figure it out and work my way onto the roster and the NFL is completely different you're not really trying to be a starter if you, like for Cameron Bynum first for example safety he knows he's not starting when he gets in it's just like hey i just want to make this special i just want to get on special teams i'm going to compete where you can need me on kickoff kick return like the whole mindset is different so i I just enjoy just hearing stories like that you got your adam thielens of the world that like i know i'm going to play receiver eventually but like that is not my priority i just want to make this team and go from there and a guy like ryan fickle who understands Uh, what it takes to be an elite special teams player. I think that just serves this team well, understanding that, hey, with all these veterans, with all these rookies or guys on one-year deals, if you really want to make this team, maybe if you're in the fifth or sixth year in your contract, like if you really want to make this team, it's going to have to be special teams. And I I think if if they can figure that out early on, I think the special teams unit will, will make this Vikings team as good as it can be because look at it, the NFL in particular, right? I mean, there's so many games decided by three points or less. And how many games we lost last year by less than three points? You got to take this thing serious. And training camp is, like I said, it's so fun to watch these guys just get after it. And, you know, for me, I I was basically focusing on the specialists, but in bringing it up even in in that aspect, think about uh, the last couple of years, you had guys like Dan Chisina, uh, BB and then KJ Osborne even um, vying for either return placement or for a guy like Dan Chisina, who is a speedy guy, but they felt like, you know, he didn't necessarily fit in in some of the other places that they really would need him. He made the team because he was a gunner and could completely disrupt and blow up plays on, on kick return and punt return. So 
there's so many guys that are in that kind of skill position, whether it's a wide receiver, uh, somebody in the secondary, or even a linebacker, where they've got some speed, they've got some size to them. And if they can flash like Adam Thielen did coming in as an undrafted rookie and be able to do things like he did in the middle of a game, blocking a punt for a touchdown, like they start to see other places for these guys where they can be a little bit of a Swiss army knife and fit in in multiple positions. And that's how you make a 53 man roster. So that is why I am interested in not only those key positions, but to see who steps up and fills into these other key roles on return and protection game for the special teams. Well, Smith Marset will be joining us later on in the show to, uh, give us his bid on why he can be the Vikings punt or kickoff returner. I know he can do it on the college level. Let's see if it can translate to the NFL level uh, during the Vikings training camp. With that, I'm going to go with my topic. And we've talked all about the fact that the Vikings defensive line has about five players that can just rush the quarterback and get to the quarterback at any situation in an NFL football game. What about in training camp when the Vikings offensive line has to go up against this group every single day and show if they can do it on the NFL level? That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Vikings offensive line and specifically the Vikings draft picks on the offensive line. Christian Darasaw, the Vikings first round pick, obviously has to fill that left tackle position. And Wyatt Davis, who we've talked about all offseason, Gabe, you know, I know that's one of your favorite um, draft picks for the Vikings out of Ohio State. He's shown he can do it in the Big Ten uh, in the interior on the offensive line. Do you think he can do it against a 600-pound uh, interior uh, that's coming at him every day in training camp, Gabe? you got to think so, right? He, he has no choice but to try to figure it out, um, and I think it's only going to make him better. What, what Was it Vantage or was it MVP that we were talking to Brian O'Neill and Patrick Jones the second? You asked Brian O'Neill, what's it like playing with the new hunter? And then your advice for a guy like Patrick Jones who gets to learn from Daniel Hunter. And I think Brian O'Neill basically said, Daniel Hunter is by far the best pass rusher I've ever played in my life. And I've never played him in a game. So having that knowledge, having that experience in practice, it made him who he is today. I mean, you know, a top three right tackle. So for a guy like Christian Derrissaw, you know they're going to put Daniel Hunter on his end in one-on-ones. You know they're going to, you know, hey, I want to see you match up against the best, and that'll be your baseline, and we'll figure it out from there. So he has no choice but to get better. But for, for a guy like Wyatt Davis, Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, like you, it's not going to get much better than that. And then it, you got a guy in Sheldon Richardson who isn't as big, but he has the quick twitch gene, a, a guy that's a, more of a pass rusher. He, he He's going to face some of the best pass rushers in practice before he sees those guys in the NFL. And it's only going to make both of those guys better for, for the Minnesota Vikings. I think I'm really looking forward to seeing a starting lineup kind of form. I think last year they struggled so long with different rotations. They had to rotate guys in and out because of injuries. And I want to see a starting five really form during training camp, a good core group of guys that can build that chemistry because you've got guys like the Vikings running back room led by Dalvin cook. You need to have that established. It can only help with that down the, down the line when the season, everyone starts getting a little more tired and their bodies start to break down a little bit. It's good to see that chemistry. They know which way to go. They can communicate. And so for me, I want to see that starting five really start to form in training camp. And I think that's a good point too, Tatum, because everyone assumes at this point that Christian Derrissaw is the starting tackle. And Zimmer from the beginning has basically said he's got to earn it. And so far leading all through 
the offseason program at this point, he hasn't necessarily been on that lead team. So that's another thing to pay attention to. Like you were just saying, who's going to rise here in the next couple of weeks? What's going to happen in the preseason games? And what are we going to see from the rookies? Because sometimes, man, they get in there and their heads are swimming a little bit. I think for someone like him, who's who's played at a, a bigger school, has had all of this offseason to work on kind of figuring out what his game is going to be. Hopefully that means that he now in the next couple of weeks is going to definitely come to the front and just grab a hold of that position and, and run with it. So I think you're, you're spot on. I think Chris, you know, picking this position, it's been the off season talker. Everyone wants to see and Tatum's exactly right. They want to see what that starting lineup is going to become. And, and just so that we have an understanding of what are we working with, especially with yeah. a guy like not only Delvin cook, but protection for Kirk. You know, that was the thing we were also talking about was, Kirk needs time to, to make some of those throws that we know he can hit. What are these guys going to do? So that you, I think you're spot on, Tatum. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think this is the only question on the Vikings offense as a whole. I mean, just protecting Kirk Cousins, not putting him in those situations where, you know, we see it in the Bears game when we're playing – when we're playing them twice a year and they have some of the best pass rushers in the league. And, and that's where we've seen Kirk struggle in those games against guys like, like uh, Khalil Mack and, and the guys that he cannot get away from because he just doesn't have the speed when they're coming right in at him. And, and, and th- those are the moments and, and times that we've seen Kirk Cousins struggle. We know he has the top playmakers that you could possibly ask for as an NFL quarterback. It's just, just a matter of if he will be protected and what he can do at that time. Clearly, I think Justin Jefferson – can make use of um, a, a clean a clean pocket for Kirk Cousins. I think him and Adam Thielen will do just fine um, if the Vikings rookies are able to make that happen. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think Gabe, you mentioned it. Like I could see a world where Brian O'Neill moves over to left tackle, and maybe Darisol starts out at right tackle. Um, that's just an easier situation for a rookie in the NFL. And we know what Brian O'Neill has done on both sides um, at that tackle position. But, yeah, I'll throw it back at you, Gabe. Yeah, I remember uh, Clint Kubiak said – I asked him, I said, what is the hardest position on the well, on the football field to play and to learn? And he said left tackle. So to your point of trying to find that chemistry, trying to find that guy, is Darisol the guy? Are we going to try to move Brian O'Neill to the left tackle? Like – I think this is the perfect time period to figure that out. And I think to Tatum's point, once you have that set in stone, okay, now it's time to build that chemistry. Now it's time to, okay, this, these are our solid bunch. Let's get on the same page as Kirk. Let's get on the same page with Dalvin and let's, let's just move forward. So training camp is the perfect opportunity. And now we have preseason games this year. I think, I think it serves all of us well. Well, we've talked the X's and O's and now we're going to give you everything you need to know on Vikings training camp at the TCO Performance Center. I'll kick it off to the Vikings' newest employee in the VEN network, Tatum Everett. Why don't you tell Vikings fans what is in store and how they can get tickets for all the big-time events at the TCO Performance Center? Yeah, well, most of the tickets to camp are free, which is so great to hear. We want to see you guys out at TCO uh, to see all these practices, see the team start to form. There are four premier practices Um, We'll get to those in just a bit, but I think um, one thing of note as a fan that is, it's not the greatest, but it's also like, you know, perspective. We're out there. We get to see the players. We're super pumped about that, but there will be no uh, typical autographs because of NFL COVID policies this year. So basically there's going to be a chance to get them, but just not in the way that we're used to. And I think Gabe, actually, you know a little bit more about that after being on the training camp committee. Yeah, yeah um, 
We had CJ Rue on a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about that. There will be signed footballs and signed, you know, pair, well, signed apparel, but there will be a middleman tossing those items to fans in the stands. So, of course, we, we want to be near the fans. We want the players to be near the fans, but unfortunately, that would not happen this year. But there will be opportunities for a lot of fans to, you know, attend some of our premier practices, starting with the night practice. July 31st. It is the night practice at the TCO Performance Center. I think that practice starts at seven o'clock that night. And that'll be like the the first real night for fans to to get that um, prime time experience. So that's one of the four. I think the second one is the U.S. Bank Stadium practice on August 7th. And we'll also be using that day to recognize our frontline heroes. So that'll be exciting to acknowledge all of the people that put in countless hours and countless days. Um on the front lines to, to save so many lives this past year um, during this, you know, COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm excited for those two days. You know, of course, the third and fourth one are the joint practices with the Denver Broncos. The first one is Wednesday, August 11th, and then Thursday, August 12th. So both of those practices, there are tickets available still that you can purchase as a fan to, to see that up close and personal and, and to get some exclusive access also. So four premier practices, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to be a part of it with you guys. Um, we got so much content planned. This is going to be a good year. Absolutely, and thank you guys for explaining that to the Vikings fans. A couple other dates to look at. Sunday, July 25th is the first day that rookies report to the TCO Performance Center for training camp. Tuesday the 27th, those veterans will report to the TCO Performance Center. And Wednesday, July 28th, the first official day of practice that you, the Vikings fans, are allowed to be at U.S. Bank training camp at the TCO Performance Center. So a lot of dates to look forward to. As both Tatum and Gabe mentioned, you can get those tickets at vikings.com slash training camp. I know everybody's excited to be back seeing those those Vikings out there playing football and being normal again and hopefully back um, to an NFL where we can have all of you guys at U.S. Bank Stadium this upcoming season. I know I'm looking forward to that. Uh, with that, let's get to the interview that Tatum, myself, and Gabe uh, did with one of the newest Vikings rookies, Amir Smith-Marset, the wide receiver from the University of Iowa. All right, well, welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We have our special guest on the show. Finally, we get a player back on this show because we're so excited with training camp just about a week away. And I'm alongside Gabe Henderson and Tatum Everett. And we bring in Amir Smith-Marset, one of the newest members of the Minnesota Vikings. How excited are you to get back on the field at the TCO Performance Center? Man, I'm really excited. You know, just be back around my teammates, uh, coaches, you know, get my feet back wet again. Uh, you know, I just can't wait. I'm doing this at the highest level. So, I mean, I just love what I do. And uh, I just can't wait to go back out there, you know, put them pads on this time. So so you still haven't sniffed game action yet, but you have had rookie mini camp. You've had OTAs, all, you know, mandatory mini camp. What's the, what's the experience like so far? Do you feel like, you know, this is what you were expecting or were there some surprises? The biggest surprise to me was how big the playbook actually was. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Coming up to this level, you always hear, you know, get in your playbook, get in your playbook. So, you know, I, I understood. I knew I had to get in the playbook. But once I seen it, I'm like, I ain't never seen this many route concepts ever in my life. So, <laughs> I mean, like, when they say get in your playbook, they really mean get in your playbook. So that it wasn't a surprise, but it was like, like wow, like the, they, they wasn't playing when they said, you know, that's the 
key thing. But, you know, just being able to get out there and then, you know, being able to practice, you know, see how Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, how they practice, you know, get in tune with them. And, uh, you know, just go out there, be around Kirk Cousins, you know. He he a great leader, believe it or yeah. not, on and off the field. You know, just a great guy. He he got some spunk to him. Uh, he go out there, he have fun. We know that. That's what spunk me. Spunk, man, he, he got some swag. Gotcha. Yeah, so, like, he do things and, then he, you know, he make outbursts and stuff like that, like, that, the, you know, people normally wouldn't see. Uh you know, it's just fun being around, you know, everybody. So, you know, I'm just happy to be back. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, someone's got to bring the juice to practice, though, when you're out there in the heat and things like that. I know that sometimes the speed of the game can also be something that you have to acclimate to. What was that like getting accustomed to when you were out at rookie camp and OTAs? The speed actually, you know, was I felt like it was the same as college uh right now at least you know it's no pads on you know we we out there in the little the little soft helmets and stuff like that so i mean going out there the speed wasn't as fast as it's going to be a lot of people say this you know the game speed going you know you know be more intense you know come training camp because we got pads on and you know people are actually really going to be getting hit and stuff this time so uh you know <laughs> as far as like right now the tempo is, wasn't that bad uh, i noticed that you know, in this league, uh, you got you got more time, believe it or not, when it when it comes to you know route concepts and being able to have time in your routes. Uh, and and you know at the college level, it was like bam, 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 like got to hit it right now. If it's not there, then it won't be there. But this level, it's like all right, quarterback, you you got some time to you know wait for him to get open. So I, I really like that part about it. And uh, you know, just go out there having fun, believe it or not. I can't wait. I love hearing the playbook comment from you because we talked to BC Johnson, I think a few years ago, right before his first uh, training camp. And he said, the biggest thing is literally learning, going into my like dorm room or wherever he was, hotel room and studying that playbook. He like attributed all of his success in the preseason to how he was able to learn the playbook and learn the plays, know where he needs to be in certain spots. But uh, my biggest question to you is I think Vikings fans want to know this too. What is your best attribute out on the field that's going to translate from the college game to the NFL? I don't know if this is an attribute or not, but just my ability to go out there and have fun and be myself. <laughs> that's uh, an attribute. That is definitely yeah, yeah, just going out there. You, like, you're going to see it all the time, you know, if they decide, you know, put me in some videos. So, <laughs> you know, just I, I just like to have fun, man. I'm at my, I'm at my best when I'm just having fun uh, going out there. Don't you know, force the game into myself, just go out there and just let the game come to me. And once I do that, I mean, I'm a force to be reckoned with, I believe. So just go it's, out it's, there and let the game come to me. It's funny you say that. I was watching um, Patrick Peterson's interview with Harrison Smith last night. And uh, one of the questions that were, were asked, like, who's the, I guess Patrick Peterson asked Harrison, like, who's the funniest guy in the locker room? So the first person he said was Chris Boyd. And Pat P was like, nah, nah, nah. It's Amir Smith-Marset. <laughs> He said, bro, first day in the locker room, Amir Smith-Marset is, is blasting bangers. Like, he got the offshore. But he said, you know how much confidence and how much, you know, belief in yourself it takes for a rookie to grab the ox cord in the locker room? Uh, like, what does that come from? <laughs> that confidence, that swag? 
Man, it's just just part of who just part of who I am. Uh, just believe in yourself. The biggest belief you can you, you can be is you know is you know just believing in yourself. That's the biggest belief there is. So I mean, just going in. It's the it's the it's the highest level of football. You've been through high school football. You've been through college football. Now you made it to the pros. Why not just be yourself? It got you to it got you to through the other two levels. Now you're at the highest level. Just continue to be yourself and just go in there and have fun. Like I just I just take it day by day. And uh, I got the aux court at rookie mini camp. I was like, I'm in there sitting down. I'm like, we just gonna look at each other, you know? <laughs> Twiddle our thumbs. I mean, I, I'm all cool for you know talking and get to know people. But hey, bro, right. I need some music. So I was, I'm in a, I'm in a lot where I'm looking for the, the the Bluetooth. I'm like, come on, this 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 facility real nice. I need the, the Bluetooth. Like, where the speakers at? They done showed me. I'm like, oh yeah, I connected both both phones to it just in case you you never know. So I connected both phones, and then you know when uh the the vets had pulled up for um OTAs and stuff, I just continued to you know walk in and get on the aux, and it just they never they never said anything because everybody be bumping like. Hey, hey. I, gotta, I, mean, you gotta, I, I gotta know though, like what what's on the playlist? What's the music that gets you hype? Oh man, it's a whole bunch. Like I got I got a wide range. I got the old. I got the '90s hip hop. You feel me? The I got the the new up to date stuff. I got Detroit like the, the the new Detroit rap music. I just mm. got it all. Uh, I, I I do got to work on my country game though. Ooh, I, I got I got some <laughs> artists for you. Yeah, that, that country, my country game ain't the strongest. I go <laughs> look, look, look. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. But I just go straight to the the country essentials. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go to the country essentials. Hey. All music. You're from you Iowa. You music, don't you bro. don't have the country going on over there. Uh, click shuffle, man. Click shuffle on click country, shuffle. country essentials. Well, my next yeah. question. Uh, clearly, this is like a topic of interest for all of us here. Who is up like in there dancing? in the locker room when you're playing with the aux guard there? Oh, man. Me, Jay Jets, uh, Swerving Irvin. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> my guy, Chris. Kirk bust out a couple moves. We tried to show Kirk bust out a couple moves. But, yeah, literally it's like, I mean, on the side that I'm on, it's like me, Justin, Irv, Chris. He'll come down here, dance a little bit. Uh, who else? <laughs> You know, occasionally you make somebody walk past, you be like, let me see something, let me see something. I mean, but I mean, those are the guys that I, that's, that's what my locker was around. So, I mean, I can't speak for the other side. They probably was getting down dirty on the other side. Like, <laughs> they probably had the country online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Kirk, Kirk to me just seems like a two step guy. You know, he, he stays in his zone. Uh, I may be wrong, but after I seen the gritty, I feel like he just stays in his own lane. Hey, man, he. <laughs> You better check out his dance moves now, man. His locker, right? His locker right next to number eighteen. So, mm, I mean, he got he no probably, I did show him some two, dance man. lessons or something, man. He was out there pop blogging. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. On a serious note, man. Like, let's take it back a little bit. You know, you didn't start playing football until your sophomore year of high school. Junior, no, sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. and then that progressed to going to Iowa, being special uh, honorable mention All American. And so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. high school, you were playing water polo, swimming. So I'm yeah. assuming you're still the best swimmer on the team. But how did that translate to the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I ain't, I ain't meet no more swimmers you know, on the team. So I'm definitely going to take that award. <laughs> if I don't get no other award, I'm taking the best swimmer. 
But, uh, you know, it definitely attributed to my success on the field just because, you know, the shape my body was in was, you know, real different. Coming from the pool, you working out every muscle, uh, gaining the edge like that. Uh, I was able to move differently on the football field, like, so to speak, uh, a little bit more wiggle. Yeah. And then side to side. And then just being able to run nonstop. Do you still go and swim and get in the pool as a form of exercise or, or just for leisurely uh, fun or something? Not, not, not for a form of exercise, uh, <laughs> not anymore, but maybe I might start doing it again. Now that I got all this, this time and stuff like that, I might start swimming and stuff. I know you just moved up here and you're gearing up for training camp. Um, you know, what do you, what do you, if you set goals for yourself, what are you looking forward to accomplishing over the next few weeks? First, you know, going into training camp, getting into training camp. But I got three things, you know, I mainly want to work on. In training camp, going out there, being more physical. Uh, that's one of them. And then work on attacking the ball more, uh, you know, in and out of routes. And then, you know, my release game at the line. So, I mean, those are the main, my main focus points when it comes to training camp. And then, you know, outside of training camp, you know, just finish putting my place together. You know, that's my first place. Just, you know. I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on, you know, worrying about this, but I just want to get my place together. And then, uh, you know, the other three things, I, you know, that's really what I fully want to work on when it comes to the football aspect of it, of it all. Yeah. My, my last question for you is what you see your role being on this team. Obviously, you see who's in that wide receiver room. Uh, we've all seen what you can do on the special team side of the ball. So where, where do you see yourself fitting into this offense and, and possibly the special teams unit? Uh to see myself make an impact wherever the coach put me, uh, you know, wherever, you know, they decide to, you know, put me in a game if it's punt return, kick return, you know, slot outside, you know, just wherever they they, they put me at, you know, I'm going to go in there and put my best foot forward. I just can't wait to go into camp and, you know, just play some football. I hear that, man. Uh, we'll get you out of here with this because when I interviewed you after the draft, I asked you what your play style was and you said you're a ticking time bomb ready to explode. Mm-hmm. And um, just fast forward to now, um, I talked to Keenan McCardell the other day and I was like, man, like this guy's exploding on the scene. And he was like, yeah, like, dude, like he's doing it. He just has to know that he's not a veteran just yet. Like he, he works, he trains, he thinks like a veteran. So for you, your mental preparation going forward, what does that look like? Uh, just being able to continue to, to learn. You get what I'm saying? You know, I got okay. some real good people, you know, that I can learn from um, B.C., Justin, Adam, uh, Chad, so all those older guys, I feel like, I, you know, I still could learn from and, you know, just, you know, take every everything as, you know, learning lesson, you know, moving into a training camp and just, you know, being able to be a, a sponge and soak everything in. Uh, that's my that's really the, the biggest thing I can do going into camp. I like the taking time bomb thing, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm telling you, man, just I'm out there having fun, man. I'm telling you, what the, this dude ain't just do that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, yeah, we, we look forward to seeing you out there at uh, TCO Performance Center. I appreciate it. Thanks, Amir. All right. Well, thank you to Amir smith Marset. He has a lot to prove in the Vikings wide receiver room as well as a member of the Vikings special teams unit. I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. Um, He has some elite uh, characteristics that I think will make him a very valuable member 
of this Vikings roster. So look forward to seeing what he can do out there on the field um, in just a week. I cannot wait, guys. So with that, the show is over for today, but I'm throwing it to you, Gabe. Any final takeaways before we get ready um, for the next Minnesota Vikings podcast episode? Yeah, I mean, Mary smith said elite characteristics, elite confidence, to say the least. Um, but training camp coming going forward, I'm just excited to see fans. I know players won't be able to be involved with the interaction process, but you, Tatum, myself, Jay, will be able to – act as a middleman of some sort and Tatum and I haven't experienced it. So just to be able to feel the energy out there, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be exciting. And then just seeing this, this team just come together, right? We've been doing all these previews, doing all these shows, um, off season shows, um, in particular leading up to this point. And the fact that we're here now, uh, the whole narrative changes. We actually can talk about what we saw instead of what we think is going to happen or what we want to happen. So now it's, we're down to the nitty gritty, as Jay says, and I'm excited to see what training camp will hold and, and so on and so forth. The season starts now. That's right. The season starts now, and I can't wait. And I know, Tatum, you're excited. So what are your final takeaways? And I believe you're covering one of your first events here um, as a member of the Vikings Entertainment Network. So make sure you uh, tell fans about that. I'm with Gabe. I'm so excited to meet fans and see it just feels like it'll be the season is right here when you're at training camp, you're in the stands, you don't care if it's 90 degrees or not. You're just excited to be able to see the team you root for the team you cheer for to be out there and get excited about what's to come. Um, I'm, I'm also really excited about the content that VEN is able to bring fans this season. We will have shows training camp live shows starting with the padded practice and they'll be sprinkled in throughout training camp. So be on the lookout at vikings.com or the Vikings Twitter page for all of that action. I know Gabe and I have a lot of exciting shows and content as well as the rest of the team to bring you guys this season. But you did mention that um, we're headed out to the 3M Open because, you know, a lot of our players love golf as well. They, you know, they do that a lot in their off-season free time. And so with the 3M Open this weekend in Blaine, Minnesota, we are headed out to watch Adam Thielen take on a couple of celebrity teams and the Compass Challenge. Kyle Rudolph will be there, the former Minnesota Viking tight end, as well as the uh, Viking super fan, Josh Jamal. And um, and a couple of guys you might recognize are on a team, Charles Barkley and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, we all know them as avid golfers and one Minnesota native. So, so we're excited to be able to bring you um, that fun event because – that, you know, when they are out there playing golf and they have a mic on, the players are loose. You get to know them a little bit better, know what their personalities are like, see them interact with each other. And so um, it'll be great to hear from all of them. And hopefully that will drop for you guys on Friday. Watch out when Charles Barkley has a golf club in his hand. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I know he has a little double hitch, I think, is the best way to describe it when he swings it. But, um, Good yeah. to know. Um, thank you for that. <laughs> Definitely look that up on YouTube if you haven't seen it yet. It's, it's very fun to watch. But. It's hilarious. Charles has been working on his game. He doesn't have the hitch as much anymore, so I'm really? kind of proud of him for actually making that happen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> With that, uh, Jay, what is this, number 15 of your Vikings training camps? I, I think I got that Yeah, right. this is camp 15 for me. Um, you know, one thing that was interesting, CJ Rue kind of touched on it a couple weeks ago, was they looking at camp this year in a different light. Um, 
for everybody that used to go to Mankato, there was definitely a very kind of small town blue collar feel to it. When it moved to TCOPC, we were trying to find ways to replicate that feeling for the fans, just the nostalgia piece, but it did change. You know, there, there was a noticeable change at the different facilities. The guys were in their own element. It wasn't so much, uh, you know, running across the street and trying to dodge cars and golf carts as it was down in Mankato. At this point though, with them missing out on training camp last season, and even some of the changes that they had from before, they're still trying to kind of figure out exactly what they want this to be. They kind of feel like going into this season for for training camp, especially on the fan side, yes, there are still some of those restrictions coming from the league, but they're trying to change some things up and make it as fun as possible for the fans. So given those four premier events, along with everything else that's out there for free, I think it's going to be fun just to see how excited fans are to get back and kind of be able to feel like a piece of normal I, I want to feel the energy of not only the fans, but the players feeding off of that, especially the ones that missed it last season. So I'm looking forward to training camp number 15 as the old guy now. And um, it, it, it's just going to be fun to have him back in the building and feel like we're ready to go again. Hey, Jay, this is my my seventh. Wow. That's that's pretty good. I mean, I'm not, not nearly where you're at, but uh, it's crazy that this is number seven for me. I'm so excited. I know that the biggest thing is what Tatum and Gabe said, just seeing the fans back because I love the night practice when Coach Zimmer has to take the microphone and introduce all the players to the fans because it's like one of my favorite. It's like the beginning of the hope, the the uh, hopium for the season and just getting excited about what's going to happen um, if the Vikings will start out 1-0 and um, when they take on the Bengals in week one. So, um, with that, that'll do it for episode number 103 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We will see you next week for U.S. Bank Training Camp. Woo!